duty to shine the light of truth, to bring justice to the restless souls whose lives were lost to their hands. Rise up against the evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace. We will not surrender. We will fight. We will stand for what is right because we are the Justice Warriors. Hello, Justice Warriors. This is Heather Cohen. And I'm Tracy Ellis. And we're coming to you this morning from a little different place than usual. You see, I've been a defender my whole life, but usually I'm defending other people. Lately, it seems that I'm spending most of my time defending myself. And it's an interesting life and career that I've chosen. I don't regret it one bit. Uh, This is who I am. And I believe with everything in me that it's my calling. Sometimes it can be really difficult to see God's plan in the midst of a storm. And like Paul crying out from the prison cell, sometimes it's really easy to lose sight of the fact that this life is not the end-all be-all. In the grand scheme of things and in comparison to eternity, what happens here is pretty insignificant. So I'm constantly having to be reminded that as long as I stay close to him, it will all work out in the end. That doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to be hunky-dory or even that they'll get better anytime soon. But like the meme that I posted yesterday, fear says what if and faith says even if. So today Tracy and I are coming to you from a pretty vulnerable place. And I'm not too proud to say I'm scared. Now that's something you won't hear me say too often. Because I've always prided myself on being tough, to standing up to bullies, to being a voice for the voiceless, and defending the underdogs. But right now, it honestly feels like we're up against a giant with nothing but a pebble. It, there, it's brief times that we feel that that alone, because we always have each other, we always have family, and we... Um, and we'll get later on into about the support of others, but um, there are those times where it's just, it, it's, your soul is in pain. You're just in pain. It does. It hurts. And what Tracy and I want to talk to you about today is truth. Because right now, it's really hard to tell what the truth is in all this mess. Truth is what we came for, and no matter what, the truth is what we are going to speak. Recently, someone called me their hero, and I laughed. I don't know if I could do what you're doing, she said. It takes a lot of courage. Well, it's really not about courage at all, because if you told me two years ago what we would be dealing with today, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have chose to continue on this path. I probably would have turned tail and ran for high ground. But Tracy and I put one foot in front of the other, and we trusted our instincts, and we trusted in God, and we went where the leads took us, and here we are now, doing all that we can to survive, it seems. But despite everything else, we know that we're lucky to have such amazing supporters standing by us through all this, people who know the truth and refuse to be silenced. We know that it's really scary, and we commend you for choosing to do what's right no matter what. So while we're on the subject, I want to share with all of you just a couple of phone calls that I've received from witnesses telling me what they're dealing with. But before I do, I need to add this disclaimer. I have edited this audio to cut out any identifiable comments, and I've put a filter on the witnesses' voices. I've also added a noise clip between each section, and this is more than one person. Recording that investigator from Nashville. Now, the only investigator from Nashville that I know is you. So he didn't say you by name, but you're the only one I know of. So um, he then told her that they are trying to get rid of you. That's the part that got me. Because I'm when she said that, like, I was like, what do you mean get rid of? Like, make you shut up or, like, do away with you? Because... The get rid of words to go in many different directions, especially with what's going on right now. It's just too much. Um, so somebody's pulled a, who pulled a gun on you? I don't know who the guy was. 
happen is this is your final warning. Okay, my phone, I got a call from an unknown number, but I was at work, put an answer, like, I answer my phone unless it's, like, one from the, like, out of state, so numbers I know are going to be, like, weird callers. Yeah. Um, well, this morning, after I got my kids off, the, unknow- the unknown popped up again, and I answered, and somebody with a voice changer told me that if I didn't leave the sales family alone, me and my whole family could be taken care of. Yeah, it, it it gets to me. It does. And this is the part that really gets to me. And I wanted to to clarify, too, that we have people that are not witnesses that support us, too. And those supporters, I want to recognize, I mean, they'll, they'll call or contact or just let us know in some small way, hey, we're behind you. We're behind you. Keep going. And and that helps And we get messages like that. We get messages like that, like all the time. There's a lot of people that have, you know, messaged us or called us about other cases, you know, unrelated to Karen Swift um, there because, you know, it's just kind of gotten to the point where it's like, you know, it seems like we've kind of become known for, you know, uh, just standing up, you know, and and regardless. and, And I think that, people around there seem from from what I gather it seems that they've needed somebody like that for a really long time we're we're a hope we're hope that's right and what I'd like to do now is turn our attention to the extortion case so for those of you who don't really know what all this is about and I'm not going to assume that everybody's been following this entire saga from the beginning so basically you've got this murder investigation um, into the murder of Karen Swift. And then it's like a spider web. It kind of spirals down over here into this extortion case and over here to the other side where you've got all this other stuff going on with these civil lawsuits and everything. But it's all connected to the murder investigation. So let's talk a little bit about that. Sam Kelly and Mark Morgan allegedly tried to attempt the Sells family claiming to have information Uh, that incriminates them or a family member of theirs into the murder of Karen Swift. And um, so I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I've sat into the, uh, in the courtroom and it seems like everyone, no one wants to zone in on what was said on those TBI audios about Daryl Sells um, saying he was going to, I forget the exact term because I heard it one time and I went into shock and I was talking about bashing your head in or doing something to your head, physical harm to you. And everybody just like ignores it and acts like it's okay and laughs about it. And I I don't agree with that. And I did speak to, um, when I spoke to uh, someone one time, I said, that's how Karen Swift was killed. This anybody not see this and it's like people just turned a blind eye to what he said and it has not um Bert Staggs did not comment on it the person the uh the news person that was sitting beside us from another station to tv station I believe she did not comment on it it has not been acknowledged anywhere in the paper and nothing but in the paper Let's just put up my name and address, okay? Let's do that, but let's not report that this man said he wanted to bash your head in. I, I I don't get that Star Gazette. I just don't get it. State Gazette, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The yeah, the I felt that that article was slightly misleading about you know, really. I mean, the whole basis of the lawsuit and and what was said, I I felt like they left a lot of really important things out, but you know, okay. So since it appears to be okay to play these TBI audios, let me see if I can fetch some clips of that. Hey, Sam. Is it Sam? No, no, this is Mark. Oh, this is Mark. Oh, I thought I had Sam's number. Uh, Six seven six seven four nine nine. Oh, he called me. It's six seven six. What is it? Four nine. 
99? Yeah. Yeah, well, Sam, uh, I mean, uh, Mark, uh, Sam called me yesterday, and I'm uh, trying to get everything ready to uh, uh, <clears throat> get, uh, get... I understand. Yeah. So, so Mark, uh, he's wanting uh, he's wanting uh, $25,000, and I, I mean, you know, that's all right with me, but can you give me some good information on Heather? Yes. On Heather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving out the beat any line. Well, that's good. Uh, I, I, I can throw stuff the other way. You got, In fact, I done, I, I, done, I done started. You done started what now? Putting stuff on here. Won't know when the hell David Swift is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to take care of things. Okay. You told me, you told me that uh, uh, I need to talk to Sam, and I did. You talk, yeah, I got to have him, yeah, because I work for him, yeah. Yeah, you work for Sam. Yeah, and you talk yeah. about a client, priv uh, uh, attorney privilege. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now so, that helps you too. And yeah. Yeah. So Sam. Uh, so uh, Mark, you said that the four days before that uh, she was found, that you had some information about that. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Okay. And you said you. you, you it needs to go away, though. Sir. It needs to go away. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Can you tell me? Can you I'm tell looking. I'm looking up for your side of it. Yeah. Needs to go away. Yeah. What would? Can't nobody. Can't nobody prove it but me. Can't nobody prove it but you. Okay. Nah, I'm the only one. You're the only one. Yeah. Well. Yes, sir. Well, okay. Uh, listen, I'm interested in getting this over with. You know, because I mean, hey, this is yeah, about to me crazy. Can't get you taken care of. Uh. And uh. Yeah. Get with him and. I'm ready, and I'll get ready to do it, and okay. I'll get back on there, and I'll start seeing the shit like you wouldn't ever believe. Okay, that's good. Because I've got, been told something. I'll tell you everything once he's there. Once he's there? something you want to know. There's, there's a lot to tell you. Well, that's... And mm -hmm. once you hear it, you'll understand it. You've got him make sure that could hurt me? Uh, well, one of it probably would. Not you, but... Okay. You know what I mean, told your family. I don't sure, know, you know. yeah, well, that's what I heard. It's got to go away. Yeah, that's got to go away. You're exactly right. That's why I'm willing I'm to give you some... i go away. Okay, all right, okay. So listen to me. Uh, you know, uh, you talked about $25,000, is that right? Uh, whatever he told you. That's what he told me. He said that's for him. And I just work for him, I mean. That's, he said that's going to take care of his salary and and your, you, is that right? Yeah, I got... Yeah, yeah. Whatever he told you, sign yeah. Because I got three more cases going. Well, uh, is that firm? You you won't take any less, or will you take less? No, nah, that's that. Yeah. Okay. Man, I got eight years in this. Okay. And gas and right. time setting up, getting running people down. I mean, it's it's been a long hard thing with me. I've well, it's been hard on me, time. son. It's been hard on me. You know that. Oh hell, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because I, I, you know. So if I pay you, if I pay you uh, this money, how do you want it? I mean, you take a check, cash, or whatever he tells you. Whatever he tells you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, once you and him talk, we set up, and I, I think when I give you a couple of things and stuff, you, you don't understand how all this come about. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I hope so. So you think I get my money's worth? Is I, I got to get my money's worth? Why, of course. You know, and the money's not a, really a problem for me, but I want to make sure oh, I get I know that. <laughs> I've been knowing you a long time. You've been knowing my family, so yeah. we good. Where do I know your family from? You said the chicken. Uh... You know, Mom and Daddy, we had the restaurant in 76. When you come down and do McDonald's, you offer to let them run it. But we had chicken in the rough out there. Chicken in the rough, okay. Four points across from the Yeah, yeah okay. That's where it was at. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Daddy what... cooked the hut, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to get Heather. You understand that? Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, and there's one more person named you really going to be interested in. I can't give until you talk to him. Okay. 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 Yeah. So uh, what will happen? What, what will you do if I don't, I mean, what's going to happen if I don't, don't agree with that? Will that stuff uh, hurt me or not? The information? The information. Some of you want anyway, and the other, yeah. I mean, that's, 
more or less her family. Yeah, okay. 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 Want, you know, you, you know, just some of it just needs to go away. Yes, sir. It sure does. And, and, and get that out of the way and let them try what they want. And you told me, man, you told me the other day. Smoke. Yeah. You told me the other day that you, you, You'd give this information to the uh, FBI, but you wouldn't give it to uh, give it to the sheriff's department. Is that right? Show sure. Yeah. Uh, is there, is a lot to that too. Is there, you can you gonna tell me that? Tell me well, that. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Okay. That. All right. Okay. Well, if I get information on Heather, by God, that I mean I'm in. Okay. Well, I tell you everything. You know where it started. Do you know who she? Do you know who she's been talking to here in town about me and my family, as far as uh, being out there on the road with a lie detector? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know who they are, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. Wow, that's pretty good. So why are they doing this for me? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me who pays her. Is that right? You told me you're gonna tell. Me, you told me you was gonna tell me who pays Heather that she's being paid like I. Yeah, see, they contacted me, which I, I played along. I ain't gonna lie to you, I played along. Okay, okay. Because I was already working on something else. I've got two more murders. I know who done them. From '98 and 2005. So the only way that you're gonna give me this information, which is all right with me, is if I pay, right? Well, you have, uh, long you heard. Yeah. You know long as I Kelly. Yeah. About yeah. Kelly, I'm his ready. Daddy, his daddy ain't got nothing to do with this. Yeah, I know. It's me and him. Because I'm, you know. Well, okay, so yeah. I'm going to have to call call, uh, call Sam and set this thing up. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah, just set it up, and he, uh, when he wants to come in, I'll, you know, I'll come in and uh, give you the names, and you know what to dodge, and you can also tell Bentley what to dodge. Sure. Boy, she's, he's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt he, my family. She's hurt my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay, so so Sam's gonna tell me how he wants the money and when the date yeah. and everything going on like that. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, because once you do, you retain him and everything else can. And you know, is he in his office? Is he in his office? Uh, what's the day? Uh, I'm today's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little off on time. I guess I must go home. Uh, well, he's got his cell phone. Six seven six seven four nine nine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because he could be at home working out of his house. We do a lot out there. Yeah. Hey, Mark, I appreciate you here. I'm. I, I mean, hey, I, 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 maybe you you understand. Maybe and, I can get and, some and, peace and, of mind, huh? Can you maybe maybe get me some peace of you mind? You need some peace of mind. You need some peace of mind. Right, right. Okay, look, big guy. Yeah. I appreciate it. Hey, I'll be anytime, in, man. Just let's just get in touch with Charlie. So he after I talk to him and see where we're going to have him. Yeah, something. he'll call me and we'll, right. we'll go from there. All right. Like I said, his daddy's not involved. Because, no. you know, Sam's kind of black sheep. Yeah. Yeah. And I so I'll help him. And I got another case for him. I think it's a uh, hospital deal lawsuit. I've got to go talk to you and see the woman about. And like I said, I got the other ones. I, and some missing persons, which one of them they ain't going to find him. So, mm -hmm. but, yeah. The names you want because uh, once you hear, know who it is, then you know who to stay, stay away from. Well, I need help. I don't want to get in any trouble. That's right. I understand that completely. Okay, I'll get, I'm gonna call Sam. All righty. Uh, thanks, Mark. All right. Uh, all right. Thank, thank you. Hey Sam. Yeah. Hey Sam, it's Daryl and Darren. Uh, I finally got a hold hey. of Darren. How you doing? Doing okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So we told we'd call you back uh, when I got a hold of Darren here, and we go. Yeah, over... I called you a little earlier. Yeah, I know. I I, uh, I was eating. We was eating, and and so. Okay. So uh, so I got Darren. So anyway, Sam, uh, you know we want to uh, talk to you about doing this thing. I mean, just want to make sure that. I understand anything. I mean, have you talked to uh, to Mark at all? 
today. Well, it was by mistake, actually. Uh, I, I thought I was calling you. I got had that phone number <laughs> on my pad. <laughs> well, that's good, it's Sam. Nice. So, so well, anyway. He, did, I, he called me saying that you had talked to him. And yeah. Wondered if I had talked to you and all that, and I had. Yeah. Yeah, Sam. He's promised a lot of things. I hope he can deliver for the amount of money we're doing. Okay. <clears throat> well, it's what he. What is it's what? What he? What he? The information that that won't be. So, what, the way I'm. Looking I'm sorry. At it. I'm sorry. I don't understand. It's the information that he has, it won't be displayed to whoever. That, that who, who, and this is Darren. Who 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 is the who's the whoever that you're talking about? I mean, who are we, who are we fearing here? We're talking about we're talking about Mark Morgan. That's the only person I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, well, he, I mean, I mean, what, what, I mean, you know, we're, we're you know, we're trying to just try, trying to see what he has. You know, I mean, if, if you know, if if, if 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 he wants some money for some information. How do we know if uh, if it's if it you know what's he got you know? Uh, he's got information that that that, <clears throat> that does not need to go to the feds and uh, that that you know to authorities and. That's what he, he's, it's not extortion, because I told him I'm not involved in extortion. I'm not going to do that, you know, or nothing else. I wouldn't even be involved in this deal. Right. The only thing I'm offering to the table is that, <clears throat> is that if he works under my umbrella, it's attorney-client privilege, and the FBI can't even make me talk. Right, right. He, they, he, make a, they make a, a public... I mean, a private investigator, they can make yeah. a preacher, they can make anybody talk. Right. Or hold them in jail. They can't do that. He, he kind of alluded to that. So, so, it's, so you're, well, do we have that's something? That's all I'm in it for. I don't, I, I haven't done, you know, I wasn't digging around for information, didn't care. Right. Two cents about the case. Let me ask you, ask you a question. I've him for years, and, and he's dropped lines here and there, for, you know, and he's right, it's been, it's been, I know six years that he's talked to me about it. Right. So, so if we, if we don't get this information from him, is there a fear that he might take this information and sell it yeah. to somebody else? Not. I don't know about selling it, but he. I mean, he would take. He would take it and. The feds could get it. The feds could get it. Okay. Uh -huh. Under me. He can't. Yeah. And that's what I told him. Yeah. I said, you know, I'll hire you. Right. It has to come through me and funnel down to him as attorney-client privilege, and then he can't be made to talk and can't divulge people he's talked to and whatever. And right, right. His, his end of it's dead and gone. Yes, it, no pun intended, and, uh, right. And that's it. So this information that Mark has is that something that can implicate my dad in, in this in this investigation or something? Your family. Family. Uh -huh. Any me or him or who? Who who is it? He's he not going to tell you until until he gets his money. Well, I'm just curious because you know. I wasn't even here, so. <laughs> so. Uh, well, you know, it's people that. I mean, you know, very close to you. Right, right, right. Yeah, we don't want to. We want to do the thing we can to protect our family. Yeah, we're. Uh -huh. yeah, that's what we're after. We're after protect right. our family. Uh, and, 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 you know, and I don't. I have no interest in. I have no interest in it at all. He, I've known him, and he, he came to me and, and asked me so, about the so, so this, this, attorney deal. And yeah, well, he I can, really don't. Yeah, he, know, I wasn't any kind of investigator or looked well, around on it. Well, he didn't kept care. he kept saying something the other day when he came in and talked to us about 
it has to go through you because of the attorney client privilege thing. So I, I was just kind of, I, I, I never heard that before, but I, I guess it kind of makes sense. So he, he, he is $25,000, is that what he wants for this information or is that, is that right? That's what he wants to, um, <clears throat> yeah, and, and it will be, he won't ever be able to be talked to. Hmm. I mean, it's, I told him it's not extortion and we're not going to do that. I'm not going to have. Right. Have y'all involved in something like that? No, nah, we know you too long, Sam. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to protect but, us. Yeah, but it's protecting you, right? And, and, and it's aiming it to, uh, to, you know, I say the uh, aiming it to the right people. Right, Sam. Will he take less money, or is that it? I think that's it on that. Okay. He wanted. He was talking a lot more than that, and I said that's not. not really so, so this this twenty five thousand dollars is that is that cover you and him both, or is that something? Yeah. It covers you both. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, and it, I'm involved, so you hand it to me, and I'll deal get you know deal with him, and then it uh, he can't. He's under that umbrella. He can't yeah. talk. Yes. Yeah. But how do you? How would you it's want important. it? Will you take a check? And all them can talk. They can make them talk. Right. Right. So uh, how 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 would this go down if we if we you know went down this road? <clears throat> how how would you how, how do we how do how do we go about getting this money to you? You want a check or you want cash or how would you want it, Sam? Well, I mean, of course. Cash would be better, but uh, well, yeah, it's okay. Right, right. That's, right. That's okay. That's all right. I understand. That's and, okay. And to me, and then but would you take? But, but, then, uh, but would you take a check? Yeah, I mean, I could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I needed to. But, right, I mean, right, right. This this guy's on disability. Yeah. And it's a government check, and you know, so it'd be. I'd have to make it into cash to, for him anyway, so, I mean, whatever, I mean. Okay. I mean, it's all on up and up. It's not, I'm not, I'm not part of any extortion thing. It's not, it's not what it's about, really. Not, not with me. Hey, Sam, let me tell you something. We want some information on Heather. You understand that? She has screwed yeah. my family up and, you know, short of, short of beating her head in, in, the, in the ground, you know what I mean? And she's a lady, you know, i got to be nice, you know what I mean? Well, let me, since I'm talking to both of you, let me tell you, she ain't free. She's being paid by Swift, David Swift. Well, that's what I thought all along. And they want to put it off on your family. Yeah. So she she's being she so David has hired her to throw up yeah. smoke screens. Is that basically what what he's done in a roundabout way? Is that how you is that how you would describe it? Yeah. And that's why she called, and she put that crap on the internet with, you know, with with you, with Daryl on the phone. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I was I, I was on the other I was in the other room when he was talking to her. I, I know it. She she kind of took that and and ran with it, didn't she? Well, I talked to her. She called me, and, and... what she say, Sam? That I didn't know from from Mark, and so she knows nothing that Mark knows, and Mark knows that she's being paid, and he he doesn't. I mean, I, I mean, I guess he doesn't want to. He's not going to cooperate with her, and, and so this is so 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 is this what is 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 Mark telling you this or about the Heather, or is is that something that you talk you talked to her about? No, uh, Mark told me that she's being paid by him. Okay. I, how much? How much did, you know, Sam? She did call me and and asked this, that, and other, and I, and I, you know, I, I didn't tell her anything. You know, I started delving off into Tommy Cribb's days and stuff. Right, right. She thought I was an old man. She said, "You still practice?" She thought she was your daddy, didn't she? <laughs> Probably. And, uh, <laughs> So I said, you know, I, I said, I live out here, but I, you know, I, truthfully, I've never met the woman. 
Right. Smith. I don't, didn't know her. I've heard all kind of rumors and uh, from bondsmen to whoever around the courthouse, just we like I told Daryl. Uh, yeah. What, what's the bondsman told you? What have they said? Oh, you know, Daryl Sales killed her and, and or his family or Bentley. Right. So it's pretty well known around town. Are people believe this. Half the people believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Mark that day kept saying something about the sheriff's involved in this case, like he's in part of the cover up or whatever the hell you want to call it. Is, what is he coming with? What's, what's, yeah. I I do know. I do know for, for my just me. I do know that he is a friend of that David Swift. And went to this newfangled church down here, this, uh, you know, the fairgrounds. Oh, Boulevard. yeah, the Christian church, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So church, and, and, and they had gone there, and he, because I've seen them together there. And uh, other than that, I, uh, you know. So, I the, know so, so the sheriff first. is, so the sheriff and David are kind of, According to this, I guess you're saying it. Yeah, according to Marks, the sheriff and, the, and David Swift are working together to, to shield, to shield uh, the investigation um, somewhere else besides, besides David, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's Mark's point of view on it, and, and my point of view, I don't care. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this, you know. Mm -hmm, who, yeah. who killed this woman? Uh -huh. Do you know? I don't. It, I don't know. But if it, <laughs> well, one thing's for sure, I didn't kill her. Damn it! <laughs> no. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Sam. So, uh, so, uh, so, so, so. Let me get this straight. We 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 get twenty five thousand dollars to you. And you and you get it to Mark. However, y'all, whatever your arrangement is. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once we get this yeah, we'll information, sign a, we'll sign a contract. So we, you know, in case anybody, the fans want to look at it or something, it's okay. through me for investig for me and for investigative services or whatnot. And that way, uh, you know, they can't they can't make me and they can't make him talk. Okay. Anybody, if it, so, if, it, if, it if it was a problem. So if so, basically, once we get this information from Mark. Based on what you're saying, nothing else can happen to my dad or my family or anything else. I can't guarantee they can't put a case together without Mark's evidence. Right. I mean, I have no idea. But just from 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 what but, from what Mark's no, telling you, you mean it, no no help from Mark. No help from Mark. Okay. Right. That's all I can say about that. I can't, you know, and I I, I don't know anything about the case and don't was never interested in it. Right. Knows who she is. No, uh, I mean, I've, I've talked to some people out here, you know, where I live on the highway, where she used to jog and whatnot down the highway and go to the lock store and buy mm -hmm. a Pepsi or whatnot. Right, know. right. But, uh, you know, but no, I never met her. I'm, yeah. Um, if, 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 if we can get this, if we can get this together, you know, and, and decide if we want to move forward, can, can we, can we, you got some time, can we do something like Thursday afternoon and give us a day to kind of get, get our bearings? Get our money. Uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fine, sure. Okay, there's like a certain time, sometimes, you know, I know, I, I know, I know we got something going on in the morning and we just look more like in the afternoon. I think that'll be fine, just, you know, give me a call on this. On, this on your number here? Phone here, okay. yeah. And, uh, and we'll make it work. Make it work. All right. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Well, let us let us let us gasp, gather all this up, and just kind of see, you know, um, 
we'll be if we can get this get get enough cash up and, and we'll be in touch on it before maybe try to call you back tomorrow or Thursday morning. Yeah, that'd be fine. All right, that'd sir. Let him know. All right, thank you, sir. Okay. Thanks, thank Sam. You. I see you. Thank you, Daryl. Daryl. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye. So, as you know, that man made several threatening remarks to me while we were sitting in the courtroom. Yes, yes. There are witnesses to this. Yes. So, when court was over, a few people were coming up to me and commenting about everything and convinced me that I should probably seek protection from the court. And I'd like to jump in here because... Let me give you a hint. One of them was me. Right. And I was terrified. I I was terrified for Heather. I was terrified. And I, I pushed her and I pushed her and I pushed her. And then we had a bodyguard there. And what was I saying? I didn't want to, did I? I was like, no. You didn't want to because you, I think to me, and now that this is coming from my point of view, I think you were in denial. I think you were in denial. Yeah. I I think that's why you didn't go do it. You were just in denial. This was a threat. Well, I did. I did go do it. It's just that I didn't want to. And it took some people talking to me and helping me to realize that there could actually be some real danger here. You know? Well, in my mind, how do I say it? And I know this is an extortion case. But at the time, while I'm sitting there listening to this, I'm thinking, is this an extortion case or is this a, a murder for hire case? What is going on here? Is is this a murder for hire? They cut up. I just, I felt like it was a murder for hire case and I felt like your life was in danger. I was terrified for you. So yes, I um, I still am, but at least there's been some separation from that point to now. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but I mean, after, you know, talking to you and talking to the rest of the team and just, you know, and, and another individual that came up and was talking to us about, you know, what was said on the audio and it was like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I am, you know, in danger. Maybe I should do something um, to try to protect myself. But So, you know, we went to the police station and the courthouse and we filled out the paperwork for a protective order. But at the time we were in pre-production for a documentary and the producers got upset with me that I had filed for a protective order because they wanted me to try to get sales to talk to me on camera to ask him. And that's what pissed me off. I'm sorry to say this, but they didn't give a damn. Hey, Heather, if you would have been murdered, that would have been great for their yeah. for their documentary. It helped the sales. <laughs> but it's like not S A L E S. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, so anyway, <laughs> but here's but here's how this all went down. So, um they got upset with me because they wanted me to interview him on camera and they they told me to drop this protection order. So, um, because they wanted, because they wanted me. Yeah. Yeah. I know because they wanted me to try to talk to him on camera to ask him in person. So I called sales right after I talked to the producers, I called him. This is the first, this is the first and only call that I ever made to him. Okay. And I called him to ask if he would sit down and talk to me face to face. And I told him that I'm not planning to pursue the protective order. And shortly after this discussion with him, I start receiving calls from DCSO. And I spent a great deal of time on the phone with them over the course of a few weeks, trying to get them to pay attention to leads that I had gotten. And I kind of thought I was actually getting somewhere. And we did debate back and forth about, you know, who who did it. And, and he felt I was wrong. And I felt he was wrong. And, you know, but I felt like, you know, I, I honestly, you know, felt like I had developed some somewhat of a friendship with this detective. And, and he's a likable guy. I actually really liked him uh, up to the point that he accused me of lying about everything. But he uh, was t- accusing you the whole time of lying. Well, I, I mean, he, he kept saying, you're not going to change my mind. And he also 
what aggravated me, and I'm sorry for jumping in here because here comes mama bears already out. Um, the fact that um, he kept saying that you, your whole purpose, and this is their vision. This is what they view. Our whole purpose, HMC, is in here just to cause reasonable doubt in this case. Which is an accusation that is so incorrect because I want to talk later about uh, the whole how we came to be involved in the Karen Swift case. And I want the truth out there. Yeah. And we've talked, I mean, we've talked about that before too. But, yeah. but not to the extent that I'm going to talk about from my oh, view. Okay. 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 So yeah, I spent a great deal of time on the phone with this detective over a period of about a few weeks and, you know, just trying to get him to pay attention to leads I gotten only to be told that none of my witnesses were credible. For this reason or that reason. There was always some reason why they just weren't credible. Now, when I first started looking at this case, I made every attempt to open a line of communication between myself and the jurisdictional agency, DCSO. Um, and I, that's standard practice for me. I always do that because I want to share the information I'm getting in real time with them. You know, I, I'm hoping that, you know, like I tell um, the detectives in the cases that I work, you know, one of the first things I always say to them is, you know, I'm not trying to trample on your investigation. I'm not trying to interfere with your investigation, but you know, the difference is that I'm going to be able to give this case, this investigation pretty much, you know, all of my attention. Whereas you have a stack a mile high of cases that you need to deal with and you might not have the time or energy to put into this case, whereas I'm going to make it my life. And I'm going to promise you that I'm going to turn over every rock. I'm going to get every lead. I'm going to talk to every potential witness. And so, you know, I mean, I feel like that gives me an advantage. And I think that, you know, well, I feel like, um, maybe not always, but in most cases, you know, they tend to actually be somewhat, um, appreciative of that, or, you know, they, they're welcoming of the information that I'm able to get for them. So anyway, I soon realized that they were not appreciative of the fact that I was following up on these leads that according to witnesses, they had actually turned away or rejected. In fact, it became pretty apparent fairly quickly that they were actually trying to throw up roadblocks into my investigation by going to witnesses and um, that I had either spoken with already or was about to speak with and telling them that I had hired David Swift to put up smoke screens and just different things that were just like kind of meant to just make me look bad straight out the get-go and encourage people to, you know, not talk to me. So now it's been said that I made a statement on quote official record that I have a client. Okay, I'm going to address that right now. And I know I've said over and over and over and over again, I do not have a client in this case. I do not have a client in this case. I feel like a broken record because no matter how many times I say it, they don't want to accept that answer. So Tracy and I have discussed this a few times. And Tracy has mentioned to me uh, that I made a comment a time or two when I was interviewing witnesses that I could not discuss who my client was due to confidentiality. See, <laughs> I have the conversations with these people and I record it and I may listen to it once or twice, but Tracy's listened to these audios over and over and over and over again. So she knows them pretty well. And, and when she said that, I remember, oh yeah, you're right. And Tracy also knows this because we had discussed it before that I had actually decided that it was easier to say that than to try to explain to each and every person that I spoke with that I had taken this case on on my own because I felt compelled to do so. Oftentimes, when I told people that I was working this case for free, it would just cause more confusion and it would lead into me having to explain to them why or how I could do that. For example, in my first conversation with the lead detective, when I told him that I did not have a client, he responded with a backhanded statement about how 
he didn't know how I could pay my bills and that's got to be a hard life. And that comment made me feel kind of small and insignificant. So I, I ended up having to explain to him that I do have paying clients as well and that I do a lot of insurance fraud and domestic cases. It's just a conversation that I got tired of having with people. It was just a lot easier for me to say, I can't discuss that with you and leave it at that. But as far as me saying I have a client, I don't have a client. I never said I have a client. The only thing even remotely close to that would have been, I can't discuss who my client is, period. So I'm pretty sure that my answer to that inquiry is not going to be accepted. I'm going to be accused of lying as usual, but it is what it is. I've done my part to clear it up. I've told you the absolute truth. There's really nothing else I can do. Okay. Can I jump in here a little bit? Of course. I want to tell a little story. Now this goes back (laughs) and (laughs) you know where I'm going with this. Oh. This goes back to one of the first domestics Heather was working. She was on the phone with me. Heather goes on on site herself, but a lot of times she feels like she needs somebody with her and she'll she'll get on the phone. We've we've done several on-the-phone shenanigans. I wouldn't call them shenanigans, but anyway, she was working. Yeah, you're with me on the phone, but just not in person. Right. So she had a hatchback vehicle and she, this was the first time that she had ever gotten a bag of garbage off the side of the street, which as we all know, it was her first time. So she got real close to it, crawled through the front seat to the very back where the hatch was because it was a Toyota uh, RAV4. So she crawled through because she had tinted windows. She opened the hatch. She got out. She grabbed the garbage. She jumped back in, shut the hatch, and then went through the garbage. Now, that that was her first. I do remember that really well, actually. Now, uh, nowadays, she just go grab the doggone garbage and say, hey, how you doing? See you later. Go. But back then, it it was quite the little escapade. Now... Let me go to the day at how I was there and saw how we got involved with the Karen Swift case. I had the notion that I wanted to write. It turned out I was not that great at it. And during the process, I was diagnosed with lupus. So it became hard to do. However, I did finish a book on Holly Bobo, and um, it was not that great of a book. However, it did, well, well, what I'm saying is what made me feel good is um, I know members of Holly's family. I, I was able, through research, because I went down to the L. John Motel in Florida where Shane Austin had committed suicide, I went down, saw the the rooms, interviewed the manager. And um, anyway, I I had a lot of detail in in that. And a member of Holly's family did contact me. And I was able to not maybe put this person's mind at ease, but at least give more of assurance that he was not going to show up the day of court when the opening day of the court on the Holly Bobo trial. And and I think it did give this person a little bit of peace and that's worth it to me. That was worth it. So, however, so Holly Bobo was 2000, April, 2011. Well, Karen Swift was October, 2011. And so I was following them and, you know, Nance, everything. I was following these cases. And yes, people hate topics. I know Heather's not a big topics fan and most cops aren't topics fans. However, I do get a lot of information from topics. Used to. It's not even there. Well, no, but I still have my camera screenshots from different cases. <laughs> Crystal Rogers case. I still have screenshots on a lot of that. But so I was... Uh, 
on topics, you know, reading about it. And, uh, and I, I'm not exactly sure how this happened. However, I don't know if Bert talked to Heather, not talked, but sent the autopsy report to Heather first and she didn't respond to him or he sent it to me first and asked me to send it to her. However, it was, it was, I'd say three or four times of him asking and prodding me to get Heather to look at it. And finally, Heather, who was working as a PI in college, had a family, had other things going on. I still have my family, by the way. Yeah, you still have your family. But I mean, at that time, you were busy with a family, which you still are. Right. I, I, had, a lot, I had a lot going yeah, on. You know, I, I, don't always, I don't always get back to people and right away. in the PI, some kind of PI transcriptionist, or not transcriptionist, um, secretary or something, too? And so, well, I was a contract paralegal, but it was like temporary. It oh, only okay. lasted for like a few months or something. And we had worked other murder cases. And and just to say, and I know Heather said she put her life into this case, but it's said that she got obsessed with it. Well, which one, Bobo? Uh, no, um, it was said that you were obsessed with a Karen Swift case. You were just totally obsessed and not looking any doing any other things. Well, that's not true. We um, do work it. But we didn't work it every single day, and we weren't we weren't in Dyer County every day. We, we right. there were other cases, and we have worked other murder cases, and we worked high profile murder cases. Not that we were hired to work it, but we have contributed. Um, however, I remember when she finally said, "Okay, give me the rundown." Because she read the autopsy report and she knew I knew the rundown. So I gave her the rundown of everything that I knew. And um, so from there. Which was just the basics. It was just. Right. Just where she, you know, this and then right. what they were saying on topics. Before, and all that. before they jump all over this and take off running with, oh, Tracy's the one. No, she did it. It was her fault. Yeah. yeah. You need to clarify. You didn't say a damn word about the cells or any of that crap. Oh, no, was, no, 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 no. It was the basics about. Because to be perfectly honest, when I saw it, I, I. Let me go back a little bit and give a little bit of my background. I um, I do have a degree in psychology, and I did take criminal justice classes. So um, I do have a little bit of knowledge, not that I'm a professional but in that way, but I do have knowledge of what I'm doing. And I statistically, statistically, of course, David Swift did it. That's statistically, right. come on. That was that was our initial stance. That was both of our initial right. stance. Right. And then that brings me to the time when we're discussing it and going back and forth. And she goes, I'm going to call him. I said, what? She said, I'm going to call David Swift, which is very much that same feeling I got when you jumped out and got that garbage. And it was like, oh, my God. I'm like, and when you said, <laughs> I'm going to call David Swift, I went, oh, yeah. you are? And she said, yes. She says, I'm going to call him right now. I said, call me back. Call me back after you talk to him. And that's the thing. You know, when we first started looking at this case, you know, I thought he did it. And by God, I was going to prove it. And and it was several times before you 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 called me um, one time and you go, I don't know, Tracy. I don't think he did it. And I go, what? You're crazy. Yeah, and we, and we debated about it. And oh I mean, my and, God. we debated about it for a long time. You no, know, and, and that's the thing, Tracy. Let me tell you right now that, you know, during the time that I was speaking with the lead detective on this case, you know, we spent a lot of time on this, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about this case. And, um, you know, I mean, I think he would have to even tell you that I did question whether I was wrong. I did question whether it was possible that, you know, all of these people were lying. But the thing is, I would get off the phone with him 
And my brain, it would do what it does and it would go over everything frontwards and backwards and sidewards and every which way. And that little voice in my head would say, what about this? Mine too. That I always would come back to one thing right. that really, really gets me. Right. And so that's that's the trouble that I was having. That like, you know, I would talk to him and I would start to doubt. And I know I would even express doubt to him. And I think I even told him once, you know, you know what? Like if I'm wrong, you know, I'll be the first to admit it. And that is the truth. But, you know, he would he would tell me to forget about sales. He would tell me that I'm wrong. And then I would get off the phone with him and I'd text him back, you know, like within a few minutes, but Hey, wait a minute. You know, what about this? Like, how do you explain this? You know? And it just, it, I, my, my mind just went round and round and I finally ended up telling him like, I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't shake it. I can't dismiss you know, what I've been told. I cannot just say, oh, these people are lying. Oh, these people are jealous. Oh, Mark Morgan had his hand in it. So it's not legit. You know, like there's too much. And I just could not, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't shake it. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I want to let, I, I want to let everyone know, Heather and I join forces I'd say I'm 20%. She's 80%. Maybe I may be less of an investigation and she may be more, but you know, just in that area that, that, uh, Heather's the, the major she's there. (laughs) All right. Um, but listen, you know, what's funny is that like, I was just talking to somebody else about this yesterday. I think that, you know, like I organize my files as if I'm in a law firm, you know, I organize them the way that I was taught to organize things. And so my, my files are very, you know, precise and very meticulous and, and, and yours are too, but in a different way, you organize them. Like you said, it's in, in a way that it's, you're a visual person. Correct. So you organize everything in a way that just makes sense to you, which, you know, makes it more kind of just, cut and dry and easy to see. And, you know, you've been sharing your files with me, you know, uh, and, and the thing is, um, and let's clarify this, you know, you didn't actually have your own file on this case until they filed a lawsuit against us. Correct. And then you created your own file to do your own way to share with your attorney. And right. Right. So in the way that you started putting things together, and I don't want to go in detail about that exactly, but, you know, you shared this with me and I'm like, I didn't really, you know, I'm busy and I'm overwhelmed and I'm dealing with all this crap, like on a daily basis, it's really starting to take a toll on me. And, you know, so you're sending me the stuff and I'm seeing it come through and you're even saying, Hey, look at this, look at this. And I'm, and I'm just, you know, I'm sorry. I love you, but I I just, I'm just like, I can't deal with this right now. And I know you don't. I I just know to keep pecking and sooner or later. This is exactly, exactly how it was when I asked you to look at the uh, autopsy of Karen Swift in the beginning. Eventually, I think it was two months down the road, eventually you're able to open it up and look at it. But yeah, you know, I love you and everything, but I just didn't, I didn't look at it because I, because I was, you know, too busy, too overwhelmed and all that. And then when I finally did look at it, I was like, oh my God. Like it is, it is really just like very cut and dry. And it's like, it really puts things, it just lays it out in a way that just seems even more undeniable um, than, than, uh, you know, the way I have it, it's like, you got, you got to dig, you know, you got to, you got to dig for the pieces and, you know, and, and the pieces that are relevant are kind of mixed. They're, they're like a diamond in the rough. They're kind of mixed in with all the other pieces. It doesn't really specify which ones are relevant and which ones aren't, but yours are, your files are organized in a way that like everything relevant is kind of clumped together and actually, but that's how we do our investigation. That's perfect example of how we investigate. I, at one point, while now Heather's, she's got a hundred things to do, but I investigated this Swift case as if I was a person trying to prove that David Swift did do it. So we visited the home of 
the uh, where they lived. And we tried to go in like some of these rumors that were said, oh, she died in the garage. Oh, she this. Oh, she that. And I went through it. And it's like, okay, supposedly we heard one time she was hitting the head. Well, she was hitting the head. We know this. So hitting the head in the garage. And I went and saw the steps, the treads and risers of the step that stepped down from the from the home into the garage, there's steps. And the risers, it's almost like they put the stairs in backwards, the steps in backwards. The risers are really long and the steps are really short, which, okay, a tall man like David, that'd be fine. But however, they were solid concrete, so it's harder on your body. And he's going down those with a crutch, chasing her, even without a crutch, chasing her, who was who taught silver sneakers and was a jogger, she could get away from him. She could open that garage door and run out. I could not find any evidence to support that David Swift did it. I could not do it. And my mindset was to prove that he did do it. And then to have her, okay, he took her on a four-wheeler and went and dumped her body. How in the heck are you going to put somebody, or three-wheeler, whatever it was, how in the heck are you going to, number one, lift the body to put on there, and number two, the way she was bleeding, that thing would have been covered. Right. Well, you know, but I really, you know, this, we've gone over all this stuff before, and and, and I really right. don't want... Right, it just couldn't happen. This, Yeah, but this this particular podcast, I don't want to, I don't really want to debate about whether, it was, you know, whether David did it, whether, you know, cells are involved, you know, all of that. Um, we've already gone over all that a million times. Um, we've already talked about it publicly, you know, many times. And at this point, you know... I just want to address, you know, all this other stuff. I was just um, passionate. I got on my heart. Yeah, I, I know. I know. And it's okay. I understand. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I understand. Um, I mean, how many times, you know, <laughs> we, you and I, I, I'm so glad that you get me because, you know, there are times when um, I get, I'm so passionate. I get to, you know, I'm, my voice is getting louder and louder and I'm yelling. And if somebody doesn't know me and know that I'm not yelling at them, like I'm not, it's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm frustrated with this situation and it's coming out in my voice. And because you, you know, you're my friend (laughs) and not just my friend, but my closest friend. And um, arguably the closest person to me in the world, you know, you get to, you get to hear it. You get, you know, and it's like, thank God that you understand. I don't even hear it. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Exactly. So anyway, let's try to redirect back to the extortion just real quick, because before we close out today, I was wanting to share some audio clips. Again, I stress clips of a conversation that I had with Mark Morgan. This is right after the preliminary hearing. Well, I'm being followed and you're being followed. That's why I went to his place to begin with, get it off my back. I, that's all I went there for. Then he wanted more and I couldn't give him a pie. Game basically was on Facebook other than it was me behind him, you know, and that ain't no... It was already on Facebook. It was just me behind. And well, I, okay. I, I couldn't prove it was him, but he told me, he said, oh, that was you behind me. I said, well, okay. Yeah. I, I ain't talking no more with, you know, Lord. And he said, well, I'll call the Kelly. You friend with them, ain't you? I said, well, yeah. But I mean, listen, um, I, I mean, I heard, I heard stuff. I'm, I'm not even mad at you. You know, I'm not even mad at you. But, yeah. but the thing is, like, I have a couple of questions, like, why did why did you say that David's paying me? Why did you think that? Why do you even think that? Do you do you really think that? No. No. You get in a position sometimes you got to say something to get the hell out. Yeah. Because I'm saying this is bad town. This is bad people. But anyway, in closing, I just want to say that it's really disappointing to me that all of this 
sideshow BS seems to be distracting from the real goal here. And that's getting justice for Karen Swift. Folks, if you have information pertaining to the murder of Karen Swift, or if you have been threatened or bribed to be silent about the information that you do have, please contact General Danny Goodman ASAP at 731-286-8329. Thanks again to all our supporters. You are amazing. We love you. Keep fighting for truth. Keep fighting for justice. Till next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. world so that their souls may have peace.